0: her
1: fanny. A podcast about the nanny.
0: You're Ben.
1: You're Mandy.
0: And I went to a bridal shop.
1: Not in Flushing,
0: Queens. No,
1: you, we were not anywhere near New York. We haven't been to New York in a... God, is this two weeks now? Three weeks?
0: Yeah, it's almost in a month. Yeah. But I got a wedding dress.
1: I haven't seen the wedding dress. It no. should be pointed out. Um, I'm probably not going to see it for the better part of the next year.
0: Yeah, you'll see it. You'll see it her eventually.
1: yeah. Whereas... The count of that is I'm currently wearing what I plan to wear at the wedding, so...
0: A Detective Pikachu shirt. A Detective shirt. Pikachu that shirt. That you did wear yesterday. I
1: did wear yesterday. I'm just going to wear it for the next year.
0: I mean, thank God you're wearing jeans, because typically you don't do that when we record these.
1: I, I mean, I'm wearing, I wear pajamas when we record, usually. Yeah. But it's been a little cold here in LA over the last few days. Yeah. It's been nice, though. And we're supposed to get more rain. We had a little bit of rain early this week. We're supposed to get rain on Tuesday. I can't tell you how important rain is to me. Like, culturally, rain is very, very significant to me. It is something that makes me happy. It brings me a tremendous amount of joy. We're supposed to be getting some rain on Tuesday, and I can't wait.
0: Can't wait.
1: How are you feeling about the rain? How are you feel about your dress, though? Like, I know that was something that you were concerned about, was finding something that, like, meets all your requirements, and...
0: Yeah, so my, my thing that I want from the dress, and what I want you to think when you see me is I want you to think that it's not me. I want you to th- I want you to think <laughs> okay. that it's maybe like a fairy tale, swan like kind of thing mm. where it is not actually Mandy, but some evil spirit who is pretending to be Mandy. And if you marry that person, it will steal your soul. And meanwhile, I'm trapped away somewhere. And that's a trick because actually you should know full well that I can absolutely be this hot. <laughs> I want to be so hot that it is threatening. <laughs> <laughs> and like nothing, nothing with a soul can be this beautiful. But it's you. Yeah.
1: You, do you really want to cast doubt in my mind on the day of our nuptials?
0: Absolutely.
1: Really? Yeah. Huh? But the, the, but, the,
0: but the doubt is, oh, I doubt that this is a human woman.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to wear clothes. Detective Pikachu t-shirt. <laughs> Jeans, socks, no shoes. What
0: do you want me to think when I when I see you on
1: our wedding day? I, wa- I, wa- I also want to cast doubt, but for very different reasons. <laughs> I want the doubt to be... Hmm did I make the right choice? But I did,
0: but I know that. Do you? Yeah. Do you I might yeah. not
1: include the jeans in my ensemble. It might just be uh Detective Pikachu t shirt. Whale undies? Whale undies, yes, absolutely gonna wear the whale undies. See, I
0: know who I'm marrying.
1: <laughs> it's nice to know that. It's nice to have that. Cemented in your in your your gray cells that you you know you in your head and your heart who you are spending the rest of the life which
0: with. I don't it's because I trust you so much that I believe that I can give you the ultimate test of oh is Mandy um some kind of fey spirit that is trying to eat my heart
1: yeah I mean yeah
0: yeah but the that's Mandy yes <laughs> but also mm, sexy yeah. Dan Girl, your bobbies. Yeah. Also, Dan Girl, your bobbies should also be a thing. You and want that to be... It got a real... It goes all the way. It goes oh, wow. so down. It's so good. I look
1: forward to uh, this being the second episode in the row where we've said Dan, Dan Girl, your bobbies. Um, <laughs> but also, I look forward to including those words in my vows. <laughs> I might go for a low-cut shirt as well. Oh, that would be good. Show off some so hairy make- cleavage.
0: Yeah. Or just like wear like a transparent shirt.
1: Wouldn't we be fucked up if we showed up, we'd, we'd be wearing the exact same dress?
0: No, because then we'd be matchers. That would be great. I would actually <laughs> love that. I don't, of the dresses that I tried on, there's a few dresses that I did try on that I do think that, like would be good styles on you Mm. this one less so Mm. i don't think that this would be like the maximum one to flatter your
1: features it's not a good look for me Mm.
0: the one that was like was different colors was like pastels and stuff yes
1: i I don't know i haven't seen any of them um
0: no i I showed you a picture of that one because i knew like i wasn't going to do it i just like Mm. i just tried it on for the sake of trying it on it was not my style at all i do actually think that you would look very nice in it
1: well you know what else isn't someone something. A baby isn't friends. A be- Listen, not a great segue, but I didn't have much to work with. So, I'm gonna go ahead and grab the booklet here, because I'm gonna reread the synopsis for this week's episode, The Nanny Napper, which, uh, if you're watching on the DVDs or in broadcast order, it is Season 2, Episode 6, which on HBO is what, Mandy?
0: On HBO Max, it is Season 2, Episode 5.
1: Ooh, we're, we're not quite in sync yet. But... The description of this episode, the first sentence, is Fran is mistakenly accused of kidnapping a baby. Yes, that is, I would say, 98% of the episode. The next sentence is, Cece is horrified when a prostitute recognises her as a former colleague. Now, in the booklet, it's inclusion in the synopsis in the booklet...
0: Implies that that is
1: the B-plot? Implies a B-plot. I'm going to go ahead and front load this, because we're going to talk about the episode. No. No. It's not... B plot C. It's not plot. It's bit.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I am I am glad because uh, reading that, I thought that I was gonna have to put a warning on this, mm. especially and be like, mm, we don't we don't really use the the word prostitute because prostitution is a crime, and so it just front loads the criminality of yeah. it. So that's why we say sex work because exactly. it puts the fact that it is a job that people have. Yeah, it is sex work. Yeah, sex work is work appreciate sex workers yeah, but aren't you selling your body
1: aren't you selling your body when you sit in your cubicle for 8 hours a day Colin I don't know who Colin is but they're, they're very conservative <laughs> I don't like them um, no there's that CC uh, sex work thing not a big part of this story as we will see as we do you want to just jump straight into it? Yeah, we'll just Let's jump do straight,
0: it. We jump straight into an episode of Seinfeld, and by an episode of Seinfeld, I mean they're on the subway, and for some reason that is the thing that I associate with like Seinfeld. As Seinfeld yeah. is the sitcom that they have bits on the subway.
1: Before, we do have to play that music cue before we talk about it. Let's play the music cue. Okay, good. What's so the, the music? It's going to
0: be the... Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it was just going to be the music cue we usually use, but now it's that. <laughs> now it's that, Mandy. <laughs> I did Mario Oh, I music. thought
0: the music cue for our show, I thought you were going to do a Seinfeld, and so I was doing a Seinfeld.
1: <laughs>
0: where Seinfeld's... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> Mandy. I have some bad news. That's not Seinfeld. That's not anything. That is uh, that is you trying to talk with an onion ring stuck in your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> the thing about this cold open, which is set on a uh, subway train in New York, which we we did that. That was fun. It is set on a subway train in New York. The establishing shots of the platform of the train in motion are all shot on film, probably for another production, probably for Seinfeld, which was also distributed by Sony Entertainment Pictures Entertainment. Pictures? Television? Pictures Entertainment. And so when they're actually on the train, even though the nanny is shot on video and is shot at 60 frames, did you notice they still put like a film effect on it to kind of take it down to 30 frames? Did you notice this?
0: I like, I I wouldn't have had the words to explain is that, but I noticed that it looked different.
1: Yeah, it was like they were trying to apply. Um, I
0: noticed that it looked like Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is something. It wasn't. Sh- this sequence was not shot on film. For a minute, I thought, are they shooting on film for this sequence? They're not. They're still shooting on video, but it looks like they've applied a film effect by just removing every other frame. Like uh, Doctor Who did this during the Russell T Davies era, Red Dwarf did this during season seven. They created a film effect by just uh, removing every other frame. And The Nanny has done that for this portion of this episode, probably because of the bookends of those uh, film sections of the subway platform and the train in motion. Otherwise, it stands out. Mm -hmm. It would not look good So they've probably done that as a production choice And it just kind of highlights how Video-y the rest of the episode The rest of the show looks But it's a packed subway train
2: Well the entire city is in gridlock I don't know who schedules a gay pride parade On the same day they're unveiling a Calvin Klein billboard
0: if anything, the Gay Pride Parade is really the B-plot of the
2: episode.
1: Yeah, it comes up a lot, and uh, it's, frequently. It,
0: it very much seems like... Because it's not really anything that, like, super has to do with the episode. Yeah. It's just something for bits and yeah. for jokes about. And I will give them credit where it's due. This is f- something like a 90s sitcom talking about a Gay Pride Parade. I am not expecting a lot of good stuff. There are some good jokes. Yeah,
1: I think there's, like, maybe one or two that... I feel like they haven't aged well, but the rest are great. It's, it's yeah, good and stuff even the ones there.
0: where they haven't aged well, it's not something where it is like, oh, this is outright offensive to me as a queer person. Mm. It is, oh, this is uh, like, uh, the joke that I'm thinking about that maybe didn't age well is Maxwell talking about like,
1: I mean, I'm proud I'm British, but you won't see me marching around dressed as Queen Victoria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just something that reads on Maxwell being kind of out of touch but not that the writers are saying that there is anything wrong yeah. with that.
1: Even though that may have been the intent, I think that it, we don't we don't know the intent, but if that was the intent, I think it is a joke that ages a little poorly but can be interpreted as old white british person yeah it's
0: like it runs into one of those things where there's a lot of stuff that people watch now and they're like oh actually this is feminist and like pro uh queerness and totally great and you read that buzzfeed article and actually it's something where it makes it very clear like they are mocking this but because we are watching it with a lens where we are not innately mocking it there's not really any jokes it's just that they were bad at making a joke and so if you're watching it with the idea that gay people aren't a joke then it's not a joke there is another separate little bit on the subway where it's so packed and someone uh demands that Fran give a dollar which is never something that has happened to me like weirdly
1: aggressive it
0: is very aggressive and I mean I've been on public transit for years. I've definitely like had people like panhandling or just asking for change. Generally, I don't actually have change. But when I do, I try to give it, but people are chill about it. This was not a chill moment. Give me a dollar!
2: Don't worry, kids. I'll take care of this. What am I, Santa Claus? You give me a dollar! <laughs> yeah!
0: <laughs> it is a funny bit of uh, Fran kind of like showing like Brighton is very surprised that she is totally able to handle it and just like snaps right back at him but it is it's kind of like a straw man kind of thing And like oh those scary panhandlers on the subway I'm like there's not really a thing in my experience I mean I've definitely encountered some uh not great people on the subway but that's not really what they're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And maybe maybe panhandlers are just different in New York. We don't know. But I, it, if, it feels more like a character moment rather than a moment that is grounded in any kind of realism. But it does give uh, Fran Drescher a great moment to just kind of bark and just have fun.
0: But yeah, after that, then we get into kind of the main crux of the episode, which is... Uh... There is a woman who is kind of distressed. There seems to be a lot of children. She is holding a baby. She is she holding a salami. She so
1: much stuff. And Fran, Fran kind of sees her and clocks her and walks over and offers to hold something... And suddenly, Fran is holding a baby wrapped in a red blanket.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, she's holding a a red blanket. And then later, you can see the cut where they actually put a baby. There's
1: a real baby in there, (laughs) eventually. Um, But then this woman and her various kids and bags uh, get off of the, the subway. And Fran's sitting down with the baby. And she has all of the... The, uh,
0: the the Maxwell House She has children. the Maxwell
1: House children kind of surrounding her and a moment passes, we can see the woman banging on the window that's like screaming in some yeah, indeterminate they, foreign I, language. I
0: don't like the way that this is edited because it was going to be similar to the previous episode where there was a great gag in the background. Yeah. You get it? But then they go to Hogwarts like, oh, and then they focus on her. It's like, did you not see her? Here she is, in case you didn't see her. I'm like... You did not trust your audience enough.
1: Yeah, I, th- I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, it definitely feels like I don't know whether it was the, the producers or the network saying, but how do we know she wants her baby back and that she didn't just leave? Like, that's what it felt like. Like, it could have been like a fun thing in the background, but the fact that they chose to f- like have her entire face banging on the window fill the frame just felt like a lack of trust. Um, but friend is left holding a baby. Brighton raises the question of, "Hey, where's where's the woman?" And Fran assumes...
2: Oh, my God. She abandoned her baby. Ah, what is this woman coming to? The salami she guards with her life.
1: Take the baby, leave the salami.
2: Little
0: salami as a treat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so Fran takes baby home. I mean, there's, there's an opening title sequence in there somewhere. Fran takes baby home and explains to Niles baby baby on train baby left on train woman go away friend have baby we
0: got baby now and uh maxwell also comes and he is distressed to see that there is another child in his home
2: good afternoon cc niles miss fine baby
1: why
0: and be like i only produce 3 of these the rest of these are not my problem
1: and he's a, he is a he is the uh, archetypal broadway producer um in that he produced that this is a bad joke i'm going to keep going um by the way, this whole thing, this could be the setup, this could be a pilot for a different sitcom. This it, could be an entirely different show of just what if the nanny one day brought back another baby.
0: Yeah, like it really kind of seems like it could be a spin off thing, which is funny because the show later, like within this season, does have a spin off, uh, like a failed attempt at doing a, a spin off series. Oh, that really? We, that, yeah. Uh, we'll get to. it, it did okay. not it did not happen right. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun talking. You'll know you'll know when it happens. okay. There'll suddenly be a lot more extra people that uh, the episode focuses on,
1: ok, okay, All right. then Fran explains the situation. Maxwell explodes with a conflicting range of stresses and emotions, and they try to call the police, and there's a whole sequence of, uh, uh, a fun little recorded telephone message of like, you know, if you're being mugged, press 1. Let's just play that now.
0: Hello, you've reached emergency 911. To report a murder, press 1. For mugging, press 2. For bomb threats below 34th
2: Street, press 3. 34th Street, 72nd, press 4.
1: Ha <laughs> Everything is kind of complicated by the fact that it is it is a Sunday afternoon. Nothing is open. Social services? closed the city is in gridlock because of this gay pride parade because uh, apparently the gay pride parade is going along every city block in yeah, manhattan they're just I guess. going all
0: the way through which i mean they do make a joke about uh Max Will asked how many gay people there could be in new york and fran was like you are a broadway producer You should know. You should know. And the fact that you don't know is the reason why all of your plays fail to succeed.
1: There is a bit where uh, Fran asks Gracie to go get her baby blanket, which she still has. And Bryden makes fun of her for it. Um, She goes up to find it. She comes down. She can't find it. Niles has been using it to dust the entire scene. We're just now realizing...
0: Yeah, like, there's a little bits where uh, Brighton got his Snoopy doll, and it's clear, like, oh, he is like, be, be very careful with my Snoopy, though. Uh, Maggie got tasked with finding a bottle of some kind. She finds a turkey baster.
1: There's a joke here there's that a doesn't joke work.
0: That I don't know the context of this joke, uh, but I know it's bad. Like, I don't even know. I don't know the context, and I don't want to look up the context to explain why the joke is bad.
1: Um, yeah, I don't want that in my Google search history.
0: <laughs> no, I mean heads up for a a joke of some kind. I don't, I I don't know. I think it might
1: be racist. It might be
0: racist. <laughs> I don't know enough
1: to know whether it's racist.
0: I don't have the context for it's it. It's bad. There's a lot of stuff where people are bonding with the baby. So yeah. Fran is giving uh, the baby a name. Uh, I believe Joshua, Elliott Joshua is Elliot. Joshua
1: Elliot. Joshua because she always liked Joshua. And Elliot because that's uh, Maxwell's father's name.
0: Yeah. So it's like, it's also kind of a hint thing of like, oh, doing it for you of like as if this is their baby. Yeah. Um, there's something of all of the children bonding with the baby until the baby poops
1: baby does big old shitaroo. um
0: and then fran is like no it's chill it's just poop uh and then she smells a poop and it's not good and then niles takes a baby so like the implication is kind of that like niles probably took care of uh the three children
1: yeah, there's a lot of comedy that is mined out of. Oh no, there's a baby in the house.
0: Yeah, there's there's also so Cece does a lot of things. She's kind of like in and out throughout this episode. There's a great visual gag when Fran first comes in with the baby and asks if there are any old nipples around, and uh, who walks in through the door but Cece. And you can just watch Niles just trying to hold it in.
1: He he puts like a dish rag in his mouth and chomps oh, it's, it down. I think it's
0: Fran's coat.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's trying very hard not to say anything, there's Maxwell and Fran changing uh, the baby's diaper, and there's- uh, And it's a
0: very just, like, kind of sweet, like, romantic moment of, here's how you would imagine these two, like, as actual parents, like, cooing over a baby. Yeah,
1: and they kind of talk about that a little bit as well, although that kind of, that definitely comes, in a broader sense, that comes much, much later.
0: And it is an opportunity of, so we've definitely criticized on this show that Maxwell is not a good dad
1: this episode supposes maybe what if he is yeah
0: maybe what if he is though i will uh point out that people being good with babies and people being good parents are different Mm. things uh it reminds me a lot so my pop-up is someone who he loves babies and then once they start being able to talk he does not want to talk to them again until they're able to drink my pop-up is someone who when i was a child i was always very afraid of um, for some reason, when I was a kid, I believed that uh, there was a gateway to hell somewhere in his home, <laughs> yeah, that's and it just from because he didn't that. want uh, there was a door, and I, like, he would not want us to go through it, and I would nightmares that it was a gateway to hell. That's just where his bedroom was. He just didn't want kids fucking around in his bedroom.
1: Now, you, you've told me this a few times before. What was it that made your little overactive imagination decide, oh, I'm not allowed to open that door? Clearly it's a gateway to hell.
0: Uh, well, it was my anxiety disorder, Benjamin.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Uh,
0: yeah, and then eventually when I was an adult, I realized, hey, this is an, uh, a, a guy in his 70s who wears short shorts. <laughs> Um, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Um, Talking about my wedding stuff and like over Thanksgiving, I talked to him and was like, Oh, are you going to come to our wedding? He was like, No, you should do it in Virginia because that's where he is. And I was like, Well, I fucking won't and I don't (laughs) want you there. So cool. So long. Because you would be grumpy as shit and you would wear short shorts, and short shorts are not. Part of my decor.
1: No, only I'm allowed to wear short shorts as part of my wedding ensemble.
0: Oh, you look very nice in shorts. You have good I legs. I would not look
1: good you in short good
0: shorts. You have good legs. I mean, my legs are. Benjamin fine. has good legs. Listen. I know this is a pod, This is an audio podcast. But Ben is very nice, shapely, legs. They have this little tender moment, and then,
1: uh... There's a portable TV on the...
0: Yeah, there's just suddenly a TV table. Uh, that is... They're acting like it's always been there, and Fran asked Maxwell to turn it on because the baby likes the noise.
1: I'll tell you this, because, because they put... Like, Fran said, turn on the, the TV because baby's like background noise, and pointed kind of away, and I thought, oh, are we meant to assume that there's always been, a, like, a table on the other side of this... Yeah uh, Dining table This this kitchen table The whole time But no What they've done is We pan out And there's just this Little portable television That has never been there before And will probably never be there again We
0: see the table later Yeah And it, the TV is gone
1: Yeah um, And they turn it on And there's a police sketch Of a woman who's kidnapped a baby And it's Fran And Fran says That's not me And then the news reporter says And she's fine as fuck And she's in her early 20s And she's got legs and for Dan days girl, And Dan girl
0: go- you're Bobby And
1: Dan girl And then Fran Fran goes, oh wait, no, those are my bobbies. That's, that's me. <laughs> so they make the decision.
0: Those are my bobbies. Yes.
1: After all of the failed attempts they made to try to get something taken care of, and their realization that they're probably going to have to go tomorrow morning, they now realize, well, now that Fran is wanted for Grand Theft Baby which is one of the lesser-known PlayStation <laughs> 1 games, She, they they have to go to the police station uh, with the baby to kind of clear up this misunderstanding.
0: Yeah, and that's where they go. And uh, during this little cut, I am just concerned of... I don't think they have a car seat. They're just having to hold that baby. That's not safe. Hey, that's not safe. If you got to take a baby to a police station, don't... How are you going to do that? Maybe they There's- went on the subway. <laughs> They could have. I come guess they could have gone on the subway. Yeah. But yeah. So then the rest of uh, this episode takes place at the police station,
1: which was a nice surprise for me. Like I genuinely thought that the whole episode was going to be mostly about them figuring out what to do with this additional baby in their lives, and then the mother showing up at the end of the episode and them having now all become emotionally invested in this baby, having to say goodbye. But no. End of act two. Fran has to turn herself in at the police station for grand theft baby. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, this feels a lot in the same way as the pilot. Uh, but this seems like it could be something that the entire bit. Yeah. That is just done in the first half, and then the rest of the episode is a, a new thing.
1: There's and- enough premise here that you could make this a two-parter. You could have the ending be, oh, I guess the mother's found us, and now the baby gets to go home. And you go, no, actually, we're arresting you for kidnapping, to be continued. But instead, we get one episode that is just this and I, I, I will be honest with you I actually think that's a really cool I like that kind of mid halfway through the episode that kind of midpoint turn yeah that pivot I've,
0: some of the jokes I feel like do run a bit quickly like you can yeah. tell that they have a lot of material that they need to get through yeah but it means that this entire episode goes at a clip yeah and it's very nice, especially in comparison to the previous episode. It's
1: very boom, 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 boom. Um, we're in the police station at the start of what I think is probably Act 3. And they're waiting to be seen by a, a police officer. Mr. Sheffield,
2: maybe you should take a number.
1: It's fine, this isn't a bakery. They don't give you numbers. 62!
2: Can right. <laughs> you can't get a number, please?
1: Their number comes up and they go to the counter. Friend tries to explain very badly that there was a misunderstanding. She doesn't really do a very good job of defending herself. Yeah,
0: especially because through the scene, just kind of like in the background, there are a lot of uh, brightly colored women in the sort of outfits that if Fran wears, then we just accept that that's a normal outfit for someone to wear. But because these uh, brown and black women are wearing them, they must be sex workers. <laughs> yes,
1: clearly that's it. That's, uh, that's very clearly the visual that they are trying to give us as the yeah.
0: audience. Um, And so the officer he talks to assumes that she's a sex worker uh to which she brags no she is a kidnapper
1: and then she goes to jail and she's in prison for the rest <laughs> of the show
0: yeah uh like max makes a good comment that is a uh, lawyer sure is getting fucking paid uh, with this one <laughs>
1: uh
0: so Fran is in the process of getting, uh, detained.
1: Like fully on charged with a crime.
0: Yeah, you can see her, uh, she's with her little car they're doing her height and they make her take off her shoes and then Flatten someone her. <laughs> flattens her hair down. It's a
1: very, very good gag. I really enjoyed it.
0: Um, and she complains that she's not going to get on a scale and they're like, no, but we got to do a strip search and they do a, uh, a delightful little bit. Uh, about the police uh, groping and assaulting a person. Yeah, it's
1: perfectly fine for Fran if a sexy, sexy person does it. But, then but oh
0: no, Switcheroo! An uh, an uh, unattractive woman does it.
1: A a a butch female police officer. I think I would describe this. Yeah, she's this not person. even like.
0: There's necessarily like. There's not enough of this woman to be like. Oh, she's so unattractive. She's like. She's just living her life yeah I mean she's a cop so fuck her yeah
1: all cops are bastards
0: yeah but other than being a bastard she's fine
1: <laughs> I mean that's the episode title <laughs> um Fran tries to get out it's pool back in and we will revisit this sequence later as part of a, uh, a a fantasy that Fran is having
0: so Maxwell's there with her and then Niall shows up
1: how on earth did you get here with that gay pride parade going on oh I
2: borrowed a poodle and walked <laughs> In fact, I got several job offers. What's the difference between a butler and a houseboy? It's, it's weird fun. that they
0: play this as like, that Niles would be ignorant of this, because I don't believe Niles would be a, a, ignorant of this scene.
2: I,
1: yeah, I, I I think to a certain extent Niles is kind of a, he, Niles is a bycon, I think you've said it before. Yeah. Like, Niles definitely has... The maybe it's just because he's an American playing a British person, but I think he's got a lit. He definitely swings both ways. You know what I mean?
0: He's very queer coded.
1: He's queer coded in that he is a butler. I think butlers are kind of inherently queer coded to an but extent. But he's
0: also like he's sassy and he like is very snide in his kind of things and his kind of manner is mannerisms that there's no way of me saying this without it sounding bad. Um, he he.
1: Uh, bowed to an imaginary audience after making Cece cry a few episodes ago like that's not straight behavior
0: yeah he, <laughs> none of this behavior is straight and it's something where it's fine of I know people have that and then later on when they put him and Cece together or they make implications that like oh Niles is fucking women all the time but like, no that's fine you can still be queer as shit yeah. and fuck women though
1: case in point I'm queer as shit and I fucked a bunch of women yeah <laughs>
0: You are marrying
2: a woman. Yeah.
1: You're not marrying a man, though. No. No. I'm, I'm non-binary. If that's confusing to anyone, I will happily spit in your face. No, that's bad. Mouth. Yes. Open your yeah. mouth. I'll just spit <laughs> right in. That's somebody something, right? Me yeah. saying that is definitely like switch, flick the, the switch the for ASMR someone The ASMR way audience. that you did it. Yeah.
0: Cece shows up, and uh, mostly we learn is because she is very excited to uh, watch Fran get arrested. She does not want to miss it.
1: She falls into a hole. We learn.
0: Yeah, I, something something happened on the way, like through her time at the Gay Pride Parade, which yeah. I feel like is a missed opportunity. Like you can also be like. No, she also would have met some wonderful lesbians. Oh,
1: I, she would have met some... Lo- I think... Here's the thing about Cece. I think there are some gay men <laughs> who would fucking love Cece. Yeah. There are gay men who do fucking love CC. <laughs> like, um, I
0: wish the in the no joke would have been like... Cece, how did you get through the gay pride parade? Be like, oh, they asked me to be on one of the floats, and I just went,
1: no. <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I, I got on a float and was just there. The problem is, though, this being the 90s,
0: it would have been transphobic. They would have made it would it a have transphobic been the joke. Yeah. that they assume that she is a drag queen. Yeah.
1: Um, um, but.
0: If you play it well, where you just have the bit where they have her on, the, her on the float and, like, perhaps make a nod that someone else there had the same coat that she did. Yeah. um, There are ways to play it where yeah. it is not necessarily read in the transphobic way and it's just kind of like, hey, uh, uh Cece, your style is gay as shit.
1: This is, this is one of those bits that, like, this episode really makes me want to reboot of this show that is not necessarily a continuation but it's like a a flat out reboot like recast all the characters do the thing like this episode i think is one that i think could work particularly if you have a uh you know person of color playing the the friend fine role um i think this could be an interesting story they and there's definitely i think a wealth of jokes that they can do now that they couldn't do in the 90s you know
0: what i would still actually if i were doing a reboot I would have Niles would be like very openly bisexual. He would be his bi con. Cece would be someone that throughout it she would date women and would be something where you just like oh you just assume that she's a lesbian, but you do find out she is also bisexual. But maybe someone who was like, no, that's compet. We don't we don't do that. But then coming in terms like you can also be a bi con. Cece, we can I, all be bi
1: There's a certain part of me that I think that a 21st century Cece would be a lesbian, would probably be a rad femme. And she then, would
0: be a turf as
1: shit. And now. then the, the hope is that her arc would be, she would fall in love with someone that would like question her, make her question her values. Like yeah. actually Niles or, or whatever the it, fuck.
0: Or maybe it's something of just like, oh, like the, the kind of turf that is like, no we all wish we could be men though we all have but bi- we all have dysphoria but you just have to live with them but like actually cc we don't we don't also and then you just find out that she's non-binary
1: yeah she's been non-binary this she entire been, they've time. been a
0: theymer this whole time
1: <laughs> yeah, she has a twitch stream right <laughs> fuck it let's just throw sort of the kitchen thing she they the, the episode would be called c slash they um <laughs> We are coming upon the B-plot's about to happen. Blink and you'll miss it. B-plot. Are you ready for this? Uh, can we have the B-plot alarm? There we go. The B-plot's about to happen. B! Alright. B! 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 B-, B- we, have to, we have to stop there. If we say it anymore, we'll summon the B-movie uh, opening. Never re- shit, no there it is. Fuck. Aviation. Can There's we- can no we, we kill the bee movie duration? Be can- can its someone- too small to get its Can someone find the plug the for the- Do you know where they- the where we keep of that? Flies anyway? It's still I going. Thought, bees I thought-, don't I, thought I thought that was on a battery. Brain. We
0: can't- We got a battery for- we got a generator t- on that.
1: We gotta- we gotta shut down that generator. Give me an axe. Okay, I'm gonna be right back. I'm good, okay. I'm gonna swing this axe at the generator. You ready? Okay. Okay. One.
2: Oh!
1: Okay. Oh!
2: The bees!
1: There's bees coming out of the generator. Nice. On the plus side, we're not going to get sued by Gerald Seinfeld, but we are going to get bees stung definitely. JJ Siffy. J- <laughs> J.J. JJ <Sane> Seinbrums. No. <laughs> the Seinfeld Channel. Okay.
0: That was a that was a that was a whole journey that you went on.
1: I got up, I moved away Benjamin. from the mic and everything. Listen, I was trying to create an environment. So why
0: don't you tell us the B plot, Benjamin?
1: Um, why don't I have one of the bees tell us the B plot? Okay. Hello, it's me. I'm a bee. Hello, I'm the bee plot bee.
0: Oh, this is a horrifying thing to watch. Isn't
1: it just?
2: Hello.
0: Oh, I hate this. Hi, my name
2: is Bertie the bee plot bee. You need
0: to know this is coming out of a, a sixth... No, he doesn't.
2: person. No, it's an entirely simple individual. No. to watch. No, I'm an individual of my own with my own personality, and I pay taxes every year.
0: Okay, so tell us about the B-plot, B.
2: You don't want to get to know more about me? No. Oh, that hurts my feelings. Oh, well.
0: I want to hurt your feelings. Let's go through
2: the entire B-plot. A, a-, a sex worker comes up and approaches Cece and says, I know you. I, w- I, w-
0: Dance with you once upon
2: a
1: dream. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do it. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, B plot B. You fucking better be. Whoa, that's mean. Well, shut the fuck up, Alaroe. Oh, well, this is
2: really upsetting. She guarantees. She promises Maxwell. She's never worked as a prostitute before. Well, shouldn't say prostitute. I apologize. She's a sex worker. And the the. the, the I'm over the-
0: Like uh, Cece's just saying to Max, "I promise, I've ne- I've never worked on the street. I've only done OnlyFans. OnlyFans <coughs> is fine, and it's only bikini stuff. I've only done bikini stuff on OnlyFans.
2: Oh full footprints, but nothing else." Don't let
0: my wiki feet fool you. Cece would have an excellent wiki feet.
1: Oh, Cece would have, have an amazing wanna- wiki feet. Does Lauren
0: Lane have a wiki feet?
1: <laughs> uh, we're not looking this up right now.
0: Because she's. She's a very tall woman. She's very
1: tall. Oh, so cute. Yeah, but you're a I feel a
0: like she would have good feet. Like, four-foot fetishist, I feel like she would have top-tier feet.
1: I think so probably
2: right. All right. <laughs> the sex worker goes back to Niles, and Niles gives her an indeterminate sum of money and thanks her for her work.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, and I think... Oh, I don't know that that if the anyone... Whole B under- plot Yeah, the entire B-plot is uh, Niles paid a sex worker and they do do a whole like bat like a little thing of ha ha. he he here's the thing that he would say if he paid for uh sexual services but no you just pay the sex worker to annoy cc by yeah. implying that they are friends um because it is a horrible idea to be friends with a sex worker
1: ha, ha hoo hoo yes
0: newsflash asshole
1: Ass Sex flash workers make
0: wh- great friends
1: yeah as we can both attest. Uh, but that's the that's the entire B plot.
0: It is kind of disappointing because like if it had been a thing of CC had been friends with this person and then like, oh God, what are you doing? And like they had done that whole bit, which yeah. I believe there's another show that did have that as yeah. a as a thing, of them finding like, yeah, I'm a I'm a sex worker, is what I do.
1: I feel like Brooklyn Nine Nine did that. Yeah, and I know yeah. that there was
0: also there was an episode of Sex in the City where like Samantha met another woman that was basically her, but then found out that that woman was a sex worker, mm. and it was like, oh, I can't be with you. You're a sex worker, and be like,
1: hey, someone hey,
0: "Hey Samantha, you're doing the same shit. You're just not getting paid for it."
1: That someone said, "No, no. Man- Mandy said, uh, Mandy said the word B B E.
2: Oh, no, no, you.
1: In fact, you should go." Um, and you will not be paid for this session.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I do,
0: Good. Thank God, finally.
1: Don't, don't say the word B again if we can avoid it, we don't. I'm trying. <laughs> uh. Um, so yeah, Cece runs out as this sex worker is being taken to be interrogated, Cece's running after her, asking if they went to the same, like, I guess, business school or something. But Fran is being formally charged. She's going to be taken away uh, for kidnapping. And as she, do- as she does this, the foreign woman...
0: Yeah, the mother comes and there's there's a through line throughout of the f- the woman does not speak English. Uh, Fran makes a not very good comment about it. In the beginning, they don't know what language she is speaking. I don't even know if she's speaking like an actual language or they're just... But the gag is she's just yeah. some, she's just some European, yes, Eastern vaguely European.
1: kind of Eastern European kind of sounding accent that's either a real that's either a real language or is an actor doing improv. Yeah,
0: but the woman is shouting at Fran, and Fran is trying to explain, like, no, it was just like that episode of the
1: The Young and the Restless, I think. The, the it Young was. and the Restless, and then immediately these two women. Bond and they are sisters in Agony talking about this particular yeah because the, the, the mother
0: is immediately like The only English words that she is saying Are just the plot Of Young and the Restless And the particular episode Of like oh here was a person Who was trying to Was just helping and then accidentally kidnapped a baby And they're getting all the details and they're talking to each other about the details And then a cop yells And like, he's like stops him Hey like, hey
1: hey break it up now it was a different character whose baby was... It was such... It was so good. Like, we cackled. It was so funny. Because it's not what you expect. Like, I thought the cops going to be like, hey, now, what's happening? And no, and the cop's joining in. Yeah. It's so and good. And
0: like... It- and it was also, like, very angry. And you learn, like, the reason he's angry is because they're getting the details about the show yeah. wrong. this
1: cop watches The Young and the Restless. Um,
0: and they were talking about the sexy shower scene that was, like, I guess, too too good to be shown on daytime. Yeah. Which, I mean, this probably would have been the women on air. So, like, Fran is also a Vicon. Also respect Fran.
1: Everyone on the show is a bi con. Everyone right? is a bi con. Everyone, everyone's bisexual until proven otherwise. What
0: about Maxwell? I think I think the joke is that Maxwell, being a Broadway producer, like he should be uh, like uh, the, the irony is he's, he's queer, the straightest he's of the, the bunch. Straightest yeah. man.
1: There's a lot of things. There are so many reasons why he should be bisexual. He's a Broadway producer. He's very well dressed. He's British, and yet so straight.
0: It's impossibly straight.
1: So in light of the mitigating circumstances, the police just let Fran go because they can't plant a baby on her and arrest her for kidnapping anyway.
0: Well, it, I guess the implication is that the woman is not going to press charges. Yeah, because
1: so. they both watch the same. Yeah. I was going to say sitcom, it's not, it's a soap opera. Um, and Fran uh, gets to go home. And we get a scene in the kitchen of Maxwell and the family and the, all the kids are eating ice cream yeah, and making a mess. Yeah, all the kids are
0: eating ice cream, eating a mess and talking about like, oh, we miss that that baby, even though babies are such a mess. While well, they're making a mess and Niles is picking that up, uh, which is a joke that is like, It's typically a joke that is made of, like, parents doing it, but instead it's Niles, because Niles is the one who actually had to take care of these children.
1: Maxwell does not do shit in his household, except for produce plays, which is, in fairness, a vital function of any family. Um, (laughs) Gracie's binge eating ice cream because she's going to miss the baby, and then she asks...
2: Then why don't you two make a baby?
1: And they come up with a number of delightful excuses. Yeah. Um, For example, Maxwell has a narrow urethra.
2: No, that's,
0: that's King of the Hill. That's oh, it's King, that's King of, the, of the Hill. That's King of the Hill, Benjamin.
1: Okay. Um, I don't have another one.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's just like the awkward little, uh, like oh, we're gonna we're gonna lampshade the sexual tension here, where they're like trying to clean up and do like a teehee. We have to explain to a small child that we would have to do a fucking. In yeah. order to have a baby, like, well, and we're, we're not in a position to be doing a fucking.
1: Yeah. We can't do a fucking because we ca- we'd have to get married. Well, why don't you get married, you dumb idiots? We yeah. know we know what this show's about. Oh well, we can't. We'd have to see if we, we have to be best friends. We'd have we'd to have live to together. Each- we'd have to love we'd each other. We'd have to love each other. We'd have to. There'd have to be some kind of physical attraction, which they say as Maxwell turns to profile and we see a massive, massive boner. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's um, not what happens, but it may as well be.
0: Yeah, like they like do the like the the accidental hand touch
1: yeah uh, on, on the boner
0: <laughs> yeah, Maxwell's hand is always on the boner yeah and it's like oh you have to love this person and Gracey's like well don't you don't you love uh, Fran and don't you love her dad uh, and
1: they, they kind of come with very technical answers to those questions uh, like yes technically yes because she raises my children and technically yes because we're friends and 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 he employs me
0: yeah, I think uh, specifically she says in the cold British fish way. Yeah. Which, Gra- there's no other way to love an English person.
1: Gracie doesn't get it in the same way that I didn't get why my mum didn't just turn the ground floor of our house into a restaurant when I was a kid. It's like, you, you're a really good cook, mom. Why don't you turn the house into a restaurant and we'll just live upstairs? And... That was the thing. I, I asked my mom about that multiple times. I also said, why don't we why don't we get an elevator? Why don't we just why have we an elevator get an in elevator? the house? Let's just have an elevator. As a kid, I didn't understand why we didn't have an elevator, and the answer is, them shit's expensive. Them shit's expensive. Also, you can't just turn the ground floor of a house into a restaurant.
0: Yeah, permit
1: for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need is a permit, and then you can you can.
0: I mean, you can if you're not a coward.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's kind of where the episode ends is kind of this, th- again, the lampshading of the, the will-they-won't-they. They. Like, th- this is, the th- I think the main thing we've seen so far with season two episodes is they are really leaning into the, they have a mutual, a, a, kind of an unspoken attraction. Will-they-won't-they. They. they will, but not this season. Like, that's kind of the...
0: Yeah, there's a lot of talk about Fran bringing a child home and not sure if she's ever going to be a mother. Um, and kind of like hinting, like, hmm, maybe you will be. And then the episode ends. And yeah. then there's like an after credits scene of recreating, is it Fatal Attraction? I think
1: it's Fatal Attraction. It's the one, one with the, it's is the it one,
0: Yeah, it's the one where they wear the, the white cross. dress and there's the, like the leg cross. Though this one doesn't have like, cause you're supposed to see the vagina and that's why the leg cross yes, right? Yes, we
1: do know it means vagina, but we don't get to see it because it's, a, it's it. a TV sitcom. And it's kind of, the way it's lit, I kind of, it, seems to me, because of the way it's lit, because of the way it's shot, like it's supposed to be a fantasy sequence, but then the way that Fran reacts to some of the interrogation questions from the off-camera police officers uh, makes it seem like this is what actually happened it seems
0: like something because of the the costuming so the whole time that Fran is in there she's wearing this like white dress and at the end it's like oh this is like a Sharon Stone thing which makes it kind of seem like maybe they wanted to do this joke like somewhere in the actual thing but they couldn't fit it anywhere yeah but it's it's almost like, instead of like Chekhov's gun, it's like Chekhov's movie reference yeah. of like, oh, you're wearing the dress, when are you going to do the Sharon Stone
2: thing? It's
1: a movie reference for the sake of a movie reference, and it also ends very abruptly, which does make me think there was more to the sequence, it was going to be in the meat of the episode... And then they didn't have any good place to fit it in. Maybe tonally, it just didn't fit with the rest of the episode, which again, it looks like a fantasy sequence. Like, I thought this was after uh, Fran is very enthusiastic about being pat down by that one police officer who looks like a porn star. And then that doesn't happen. And she says, Well, that's one fantasy ruined. I thought, Oh, we're going to see what her fantasy version of this was. And which meant we might get to see some sexy cops. Uh, some sexy cop-on-friend action, which after this episode actually could have been a cool, fun thing for me specifically to see. Me, the target audience of one, that would have been fun in a kind of fun PG TV kind of. Not, we don't see would, anything, but it, we get, it's it implied. It would have been
0: your fun fantasy to see Lauren Lane's feet. No, I think it would be.
1: I don't have to want legally. That's entrapment. I don't Benjamin. Have to Yeah, Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Be like feet. I don't have to answer that question on the podcast. <laughs> And that is the end of the episode. Mandy, what did you think?
0: I like this episode. If I have one complaint about it, I feel like because they have so much packed within the episode, a lot of the jokes necessarily don't get a chance to breathe. Yeah. Um, or there's some bits where it just goes so fast, where it's like, oh, it would have... Uh, it doesn't necessarily loses its rhythm sometimes. You wanna ga- sit
1: with a moment for a bit.
0: Yeah, but I will prefer an episode that is too packed over an episode like our previous episode that was two B plots and they just kind of sit yeah, with a lot of shit.
1: I agree. Like this episode really. It felt like a re- return to form, because I feel like the last couple of episodes haven't been that great. This one had so much happening. It had a lot of really good jokes, really good moments, and it kind of just kind of zip-zap-zoops, like kind of ba- bounces between moments like a pinball machine in a way that I really liked. I do actually think, just kind of responding to what you said, I actually think this story... If it had been allowed another episode to breathe, if we'd had the first episode of them dealing with the fact that now there's a baby, and then a second episode of them dealing with the legal fallout, you could you could split this into two episodes and get more material.
0: Yeah, but I feel like it would have been two okay episodes. Yeah. Um, versus this is just one very, like, this is one very strong, yeah. memorable episode. It is unfortunate that Shout Factory seems to believe that the memorable thing of it is a joke about sex workers.
1: Yeah, I think... I think this is the first time where the only real criticism we have of this episode is the way it is presented by Shout Factory in the booklet. And the booklet is here's the thing, booklets an optional thing. You don't have to have read through the booklet. The booklet is there to tell you what each episode is about.
0: But the because the booklet repeatedly it will kind of make nods to things like, "Oh, here's the first time that Fran and Maxwell Kiss. It will do yeah. things with the assumption of if you are a fan of this series and you're watching like the greatest hits of it. Yeah. Oh, here's that episode that you remember that had that great scene. Yeah.
1: Oh, here's an episode with James Marsden in it. You know, And like,
0: I, I resent the fact that it thinks that the great scene is ha-ha, Cece might know a sex worker.
1: Yeah, that's that's poor form on Shout Factory for what has otherwise so far been a really well-presented box set. Like, I, I really enjoyed this episode. This feels like... Kind of the heights of season one for me. Like this is a really good episode. Like this is this is probably in my top ten. If I'm being completely honest, yeah,
0: I think that this is a great. Like this feels like an episode that would have been like to be in the writers' room yeah. for this episode. Oh, I that feel been
1: en- the energy like, in that room at the There's the days. there's
0: so many jokes in here that I feel like, and I I do feel like they had a bunch more. Every writer
1: just, in that room got to contribute something guaranteed. Yeah, so good, but shout factory had us bracing for a very different episode especially on the backs of the the two episodes that we've just watched that have both i think had transphobic jokes in them. And then we were kind of braced for an episode that we thought at least 50% of the narrative was going to be bad sex work. Yeah, it's stuff. it's
0: also weird because you would think that this would be, if I were going to do that of like, hear the first sentence with the friend accidentally kidnaps a baby, the gay pride parade is not mentioned at all. Yeah. And be like, oh, mention the pride parade because that is a through line throughout. Yeah. And I mean, I would still kind of be bracing, but I feel like com- yeah. comparatively... I'm not really worried about that.
1: Or I think the baby stuff being the bulk of the plot. I feel like the synopsis. If I was, if I was in charge of writing this booklet, I would have written: uh, Fran is left holding a baby on a su- on the subway train, uh, but is arrested for kidnapping. But when she t- tries to hand in the baby to the police, she's a she's charged with kidnapping. Something like that. So you've got your inciting incident and your your half point turn, and that's that's the entire synopsis. What actually? What is the synopsis for this episode on HBO Max?
0: Uh, the synopsis on HBO Max...
1: Because this is the question, did Shout Factory write this synopsis, or did Sony Television was write it?
0: Um, it just says Fran is mistakenly accused of kidnapping a baby.
1: Okay, uh, which I think is like the first sentence Yeah, it's the, the first
0: sentence, and it is Shout Factory that adds the, oh, and here's the, here's the swerfy bit of yeah. it.
1: Yeah, Shout Factory is like, hey, you know the bit that's bad... We're going to make... It's actually more... It's it's more words. It's more real estate in the description of the episode. Yeah.
0: And it could be a thing if they just want to have, like, here's the amount of space that we allot for each yeah. one, and, like, we should have this many words. But picking a focal point of it, this would not be the focal point that I make.
1: Yeah. I think that's bad form on Shout Factory's part. Whether they wrote it, or whether that is the full synopsis they were given by Sony, either way, that is bad form for Shout Factory to include what is not a plot point, and what paints a very, what had us bracing for a challenging, unpleasant viewing experience, that was actually a really good episode that had nothing to, do, almost nothing to do with sex workers, Um, except for the one very small joke, which you've made more than half of the, that's bad form. But I don't think that takes away from my enjoyment of the episode. I think that you and I were maybe both braced for it, again, to braced for it to be bad, and for it not to actually incorporate those elements in anything other than, you know, a 60 to 90 second bit is a relief, frankly. Especially after the last two episodes we've had. Yeah,
0: and it's, again, I enjoy a lot of the Pride Parade jokes. I enjoyed, like, and this show has an understated queerness um, that I wish, and that would be the thing, if like if I wanted a reboot of the series, I would want it to be more openly queer.
1: out-out-out out and proud
0: because this show is closeted and that is something of because one of the creators of the show was closeted of that is a thing that you can feel in the writing yeah
1: and i I would love to see a version of the show that can just be fully out and proud fully queer fully bi fully trans fully gay fully pan fully ace you know I feel like I feel like a 21st century version of the show. You've got kids growing up in the 21st century. You know, you can kind of go a little bit skins with it with the kids. You know, you can have the kids like t- have them grappling with their own sexuality and c- going to the nanny for that. Like, I yeah, feel like you like, could make that and the show. keeping
0: Maxwell impossibly straight. And that like <sighs> that would even be a like a fun bit of one of the kids is coming into some realization that they are that they are queer yeah. and they come to France like I don't know how to tell dad this and they're like why wouldn't your father your father works for Broadway yeah he should be fine and be like no he's actually very straight yeah does not even realize that Broadway is very queer yeah
1: but yeah I really liked this episode this was a fun episode uh, which I deeply enjoyed
0: yeah I, I I would recommend this episode to people
1: this would be I think a great first episode for a lot of people yeah What are we uh, watching next week? Next week is season two episode 7 A star is Unborn. Don't like that title. To the surprise of everyone, Fran is cast in a Broadway production of Romeo and Juliet.
0: I think this is our last season one episode on HBO Max. I
1: think you might be right I, I think I, I do remember you saying a star is Unborn was listed as a season one episode on HBO Max. So um, that is what we will be watching next week uh thank you so much for listening to this week's episode about Earth. And if you are enjoying the show if you're enjoying the show if you're enjoying the show, why? Why are you doing that? Uh, no, uh, do let your friends and family know. Feel free to share uh, the show with the people that you love in your life. Itty bitty independent podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth, and we would certainly appreciate yours. Uh, if you want to find us on the social medias, Mandy, where can they find the podcast?
0: Uh, you can find the podcast at Out on Her Fanny. Uh, that is Out on Her Fanny. Uh, I always feel like I uh, just slur through it, but literally, that is the title of the podcast. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yes,
1: and you can find the website at oofcast.com. That's O O H F cast.com. Mandy, where can people find you as a person?
0: You can find. Please don't find me as a person. I'm busy. I will
1: find you. Please, please, I will kill you.
0: No, no. Uh, but you can find me online at Mandy Quesadilla on Twitter, Instagram,
1: and Facebook. And you can find me. I'm at Ben Padden on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You're
0: on TikTok as well.
1: I am on TikTok.
2: Oh, no, i
0: the No, I don't want to find the B plot B. Where can I find Ben on?
1: Well, that's, that's just rude. I don't know. Could you? Do you mind? You like you left. What Where is be? Ben
0: on TikTok? Ben
1: is a Ben Padden on TikTok because Ben Padden was inexplicably taken. I think actually by me in a previous attempt to get on TikTok.
0: I'm also Mandy D on TikTok, but I won't. I can't do TikTok because I post mostly poll videos, and uh, those get banned yeah. immediately. We should on digitally help
1: you like spinning spinning around a candy cane. Uh,
0: speaking of anti-sex work things, yeah,
1: TikTok's uh, not great. We talk
0: about how you can be in a bikini all you want on uh, TikTok, be shaking your shaking your boobies the minute there's a Hole in the background, you will get blocked.
1: Indeed. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Out on Her, Fanny,
0: a podcast about the nanny. I've been Ben. I've been Mandy.
1: I've been the blue
2: <laughs> No.
0: And yes, we do you know means vagina.
1: We do. We do.
2: Goodbye, <laughs> B. No, no B. I just wanted no! the power. <laughs> I hate this.
1: <laughs> That's the episode.
2: Grand Geek Gathering